Welcome to Alphabet Flight, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, where I go through the... I messed up, sorry. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest, and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the fabulous Daniel Na. Hey kids, it's Radler here. Abortion is wrong. Welcome, comrades. We're talking about my favorite. I mentioned him multiple times. We're talking about my absolute favorite Soviet supervillain, Red Ghost. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, uh, one of my housemates is like a 50-year-old Russian man. I can go ask him how to say welcome. Really? I mean, I'm not going to, but yes, I do have a 50-year-old Russian housemate. That's that. It sounds like you're living your best life. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so Red Ghost is someone who you're familiar with, right? I am. Yes. Yeah. And uh, well, what's his deal? All right. Well, uh, right around the time the Fantastic Four were gearing up to uh, take that iconic space flight that would land them their superpowers over in Mother Russia. Uh, a scientist, whose name I do not remember, but goes by Red Ghost, was preparing a similar flight. Uh, but this one, instead of having fellow crew members that were family and friends, he had a cadre of trained simians of various sorts. And he made his space shuttle out of clear ceramics so that when the cosmic rays would hit his ship, he would maximize the effects they would have on making him super cool. So that's what they did. And he became Red Ghost with his super monkey pals. The baboon that can transform into anything. The gorilla with super strength, I believe. And the orangutan with magnetism. While he himself gained the ability to phase through anything. Thus uh, garnering the name Red Ghost. Bravo. You did a good job. Thanks. Also, I, I need to finish off the thing I was doing. Sorry. Yes, I'm the host now. This is my podcast. Welcome to Alphabet Flights, the official, where we go through an official Marvel handbook and discuss characters we love and hate and have forgotten. I'm here with a special guest today, Jesse. Hey. Okay. So... Um, yeah, so his name... Actually, wait, what does he look like? Oh, boy, he looks like, um, he's an old man, and his facial hair is, like... Imagine if you only could grow hair on, like, your jawline and nowhere else, and you decided that was a good thing, and continued to grow it out till it was maybe, like, six or seven inches long and pure white, and you're also bald. 
Also, he has a skullet. Yeah. Yeah, he's very attractive. Yeah, it's very good. It's a good look. <laughs> also, taller than you think he is. Yeah, I, st- I still don't believe that. I think he's lying on his bios. He's he's technically taller than me, and I would imagine he'd be about my height. And I'm like 5'6". Yeah, that feels about right. So first, you mention him, like, purposely. Mm-hmm. Like, just being like, yo, daddy universe, fill me with your power. Yup. Um, I want to just send you a uh, a oh, panel boy. from that. <laughs> oh, what am I clicking on here? <laughs> if you if <laughs> so, um, I sent him a panel, and but yeah, so it says I Ivan Kragoff will become more powerful. I'm sorry, sorry, I, I Ivan Kragoff. Will shall become even more powerful than the Fantastic Four, and show so shall my apes. Together, we will be lords of the solar system. And in this panel, he does look like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, imagine Bernie Sanders, like striped down to those like uh, super religious anti-masturbation beds. God, <laughs> that was the poll, huh? All right. <laughs> Alright, so Volcel Bernie Sanders. <laughs> okay. So um so yeah, and I also have another picture I need to show of you. Actually, Perfect. you know what? Well I'll show you later. Because right. I wanna dole these out like treats. And so as I said, Ivan Kragoff is his name. Mm-hmm. He is a scientist turned criminal mastermind. And he is a uh citizen of the USSR with no criminal record as of yet. Hmm. His birthplace was Leningrad of the USSR. Um, he's single, so ladies. <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, in betweeners. If you want Simeons. So- Simeons, <laughs> yes. Um, he is a former partner of Mole Man and Atuma. So nice. he likes those short people and those real buff people. So you yeah. know he's in, you know he has, you know he he's not like a size queen. boys. <laughs> yeah, he he likes them boys. He likes a whole spectrum of boys. Um, and he first showed up in Fantastic Four issue number thirteen. The Red Ghost at his indescribable super apes. Jesus, thank you, <laughs> just God and. Communism. Thank, thank you, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. You, you did a good. You did a good in, in your life, at God, least but one. Could, could you imagine Red Ghost and his indescribable super monkeys, along with Mole Man and Akuma, like, just rolling okay, up to the club? They're not monkeys because they're apes. They don't have tails. All right. Well, yeah, you're right. That's a, none of them are, huh? Yeah. Well, one of them's not an ape. One of them's definitely a... Uh, the other thing, the third one. Uh, orangutan? Because yeah, there's like three major like groups for like primates. It's it's uh, monkey, ape, and then there's a third category that like... Uh, the one that I don't care about the most. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. listeners, tweet at Jesse and tell him what it is. <laughs> yeah, please. Just, just talk to me, please. 
Oh my god, I need to show you another picture. This is definitely his profile picture, if he has one. Perfect. There's so many, like, real good photos of him. And by photos, I mean pictures. Yeah, I've seen this one before. This, uh, yeah. It's him basically on, like, a throne of technology with, like... Well, actually, you know, one of them is a monkey. No, no, a baboon. Yeah, it's a baboon. One of them's baboon, but no, but it's just uh, him, kind of just surrounded by his uh, apes, just over the unconscious body of the Fantastic Four, except for except for the thing who looks like he's just living his worst life. Yeah, but it's like a real choice, choice picture, and almost you know what? Almost if it wasn't for him being like a super old man, I, I'm okay with that swagger. <laughs> it's not you bad. Know? It's it's a good amount of swagger. Like I'd be like, damn. Yeah, when what? I uh when I first encountered this image, uh I Marvel's official wiki has recently been revamped, so I don't know if this is still the case, but when I was on it, this was the image, but it had been uh edited slightly, so this image was kind of uh transparent in the background and in the front was one of his like classic sixties Hanna-Barbera looks. And so it was a very potent combination of images that uh first introduced me to the Red Ghost. Kind of imagine, like, a generic Soviet dude, like, for the costume. That's what he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a red flight suit, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So, let's get to his actual things. Yep. Is... God, man, I just love this. I love him so much. He's very good. He his, he He has some real indescribable super apes. They sure are. <laughs> They're so hard to describe. <laughs> okay. So, uh, he is a scientist uh, working for the Soviet, uh, for the Soviet government. And, uh, and had distinguished himself among the party leaders with his advanced theories of cosmic radiation and his mutagenic uh, effects. Uh, these theories were based a large part on like observation from and study of the Fantastic Four, who gained their superpowers mm. by going into space in a f- really poorly shielded spaceship. <laughs> and luckily, this was the D- not the DC universe because the DC universe just you just have an evil robotic Superman because of this. This mm. one, you you know. You get superpowers. and You get indescribable super apes. And indescribable super apes, yeah. Uh, he, was de- he was determined that during the space, uh, during the space flight, that a, like a solar flare, the Fantastic Four gained their powers, um, that there was a solar flare that caused the Earth's Van Allen radiation belt to be flooded with unusually high cosmic, radi- uh, cosmic radiation. And... Um, and there's also was like really high, unusually high uh, sunspot activity. Uh, this radiation managed to penetrate the Fantastic Four's radiation shields, which were designed against normal radiation, but not the super radiation. Mm. Yeah. So he calculated that that the set of circumstances that that caused that caused the radiation levels that gave the Fantastic Four their powers was about to be repeated. So he went up to he went up to the he went to up to the some of his leaders and was just like 
hey, let, why don't you let me and my real good monkey friends <laughs> go up into space, get some powers? And uh, guess what? They said yes. Yeah, they said yes. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? No, it was. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they said yes. Sorry, I was so. But unknown to the Soviet officials, uh, he timed his launch to coincide with the mission, uh, the Fantastic Four's mission to go to the mysterious blue area of the moon, which is where like the Watcher lives. Oh, okay. And people can like breathe because it's something. I don't know. And uh, he he decided that he would journey there himself with his apes and uh, and use whatever superpowers that he might develop during the flight <laughs> <laughs> uh, to defeat the to defeat uh, Reed Richards, which he because he had like a huge like hate on for. Yep. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, if, honestly, anyone with a with a mind should hate him. But yeah, let me uh, show you with just a real good picture involving Mr. Fantastic punching the uh, Red Ghost now. If you would describe that that panel, that'd be great. Boy, gosh, golly. It's, All a, right. really, it's a good panel. It's like it has a lot of action to it. Yeah, some perspective too, even. Yeah, but it's basically Mr. Fantastic who is standing across the room is just like, you know, I'm going to wiggle my body horror body. Yep. Um, to wrap around him, and um, the red the red ghost is just like, nope, I'm gonna face through you, and then it's just Mister Fantastic with his face is being like, I'm gonna kill you with my fists, and the red ghost be like, ah, stop trying to kill me with your fists. It's, I'll post a picture of it as well, but it's a pretty good picture. I am enjoying it. I, I enjoy it a lot, but yeah, but I I like that part of his plane was like, hey. I might get some powers. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to be. I don't know if I'm going to become a rock monster or if I'm going to just die. Yeah, I'm just going to open up these power loot boxes and see what I get. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, hopefully I get something good. Oh, no. Hey, hey, hey everyone. Red Ghost here doing power loot box unboxing live for you on YouTube. Here we go. Hey, kids, give me money so I can make money off of giving Blizzard money. <laughs> So he launched a spaceship uh, during the cosmic gray storm, similar to the Fantastic Four rainstorm, and he gained the ability to turn himself in, uh, intangible. He gained the ability to go intangible at will. His gorilla, orangutan, and baboon gained super simian abilities at the same time, and they don't tell what the powers they oh, have. I, I know is, what they are, though. I, I He has... Yeah, it's super strength, magnetism, and what was the other one? The baboon can turn into anything. That's a bad power for a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> a, magnetism, you know, <laughs> not a great power yeah, for a monkey. Yeah, the, the orangutan magneto really does appeal to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love that magneto orangutan. Orangutan? Tang? I don't know. I don't care. Come at me, prim primatologists. <laughs> You have a job that's probably actually really cool, but I don't care. Hey, Jane Goodall, get at me. Yeah, Jane Goodall. <laughs> You're also pretty cool, but I don't care about your work. <laughs> also worked with gorillas, not orangutans. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, Coco the gorilla, you're pretty cool. I'm sad <laughs> you're dead. 
<laughs> you made a pretty good joke about you being a cat, but actually you weren't. By the way, that's how we figured out that gorillas can have senses of humor. Oh. Yeah. And you said the way it would tell jokes is like, it knew the, the concept of a joke, but wasn't smart enough to tell one. Yeah. Really. So it'd be like, because uh, it had a kitten. Yeah. Who, who we named Pinky. Nice. Because it, it named it. Because there's just yeah. like, hey, it's pink because it has a pink nose, which is also really adorable. This gorilla, this gorilla just being like, hey, look at this cute ass cat. That's so cool. Sorry. Monkeys are so, apes and monkeys are so cool. I don't like them a lot. Too bad they could kill you at 80 moments. Yeah. You, you know, like a three foot tall chimp is like five times as powerful as like a really buff man. Yeah, there was the one that was, like, raised as a person and, like, could, like, watch TV, and then it did, like, rip off the hands and face of a woman. Oh, well, there's another one as well. There's a really good dollop episode about it called, like, Nim the Chimp. Hmm. Just listen to that one. It was a monkey that was raised uh, by by a woman, and it was just a nightmare child, basically. And they were scared of it, because if they did anything, it could literally rip off their face. Yep. But yeah, so sorry. Monkeys are like monkeys and chimps and and apes are really cool. And uh, I'm sad about Coco the gorilla now. I hadn't realized she was dead. So thanks for that. They they live. <laughs> she lived longer than most uh, gorillas do. She lived for about forty years, and she, I think she knew like two thousand words and could communicate pretty effectively. But but yeah, sorry, we're not talking about we're talking about the red ghost, not Coco the awesome gorilla. Um but yeah, uh So he dubbed himself the Red Ghost because his power was, hey, I'm like a ghost. And he was a Soviet, so it all adds up. Oh, by the way, next week is gonna be Red Week. Nice. You know that? And we're starting off with another Soviet. Both him, his apes, and the Fantastic Four. Landed in the blue area of the moon, which is like this ancient blue city constructed by alien Kree. Him and him and his apes attacked the thing, and but the battle was halted by Uatu, a member of the race of the Watchers, who made a base in the blue area, also known as giant headed giant baby looking man. <laughs> Who isn't supposed to interfere with things, but like often, very often, is just like, "Yo, I can't interfere, but you're about to trip. Please don't trip." Yeah, he's yeah. pretty bad at his job. He's super bad at his job. One of the worst thing, one of the bigger, uh, bigger mess ups he did on his job was he was just like, "Hey, Captain America, you're feeling pretty bad right now. I'm gonna send you back to the founding of America." <laughs> 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 and then that started uh, Marvel 1902, which is a pretty interesting book, if you haven't read it. It was written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, I have. Basically, uh, sending, basically like sending back Captain America made Marvel stuff happen, yeah. but in 1602. I've at least read a portion of that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Spider-Man is Peter Pacquiao. Yeah, the, uh, the artwork was quite nice. Yeah. Iron Man was like a Spaniard who like used lightning through like a suit of armor to just be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it was real goofy. I remember Daredevil was there, but he was just like a blind guy. I mean, that's kind of what he is. Yeah, yeah, he did not change much in the past. (laughs) Also, like, also the X Men were there, but like, you know, old timey. Yep. 
Yeah. It's pretty cool. You should read it if you haven't read it. Mr. Fantastic def- the Mr. F- uh Mr. Fantastic defeated the Red Ghost. And th- what? This makes no sense. Watcher, you're so bad at your job. So Mr. Fantastic was just like, yo, I'm gonna beat up a bunch of monkeys. And then like the Watcher was just like, yo, you're pretty cool. Go back to Earth. And then the red ape but there'd be the red ghost of the apes remain behind? Why would we <clears> do that? I don't understand that paragraph at all. But we'll get past it. So uh sometime later the Red Ghost forced the Fantastic Four to return to the moon for a rematch. He was again defeated. And at the end of the battle, he fell into a manor transporter that belonged to the Watcher. And it just transported him back to uh, the Soviet Union. And the Simeons, who uh, who, ha- who had again aided uh, Kragoff, returned to, Soviet, to the Soviet Union in his spaceship, which was set to automatic pilot. Or autopilot, basically. Because he was, uh, because the leaders were frustrated, he was sent to uh, Serbia. But he escaped by using his intangibility powers to drift below the surface of the Earth. And then he was just like, "Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work with you Soviets anymore." And because he was like, you know, going through the ground, he was just like, "Yo." What up, my new friend, Mole Man? Guess nice. who you hate, and I hate Reed Richards. Let's beat him up. Sorry, I'm a little distracted because I just got a text from by invitation only comedy to RSVP to a comedy night in LA that I did not sign up for. So I don't know how this ended up in my inbox. Well, I, by invitation only, you're invited. Apparently, so you know. yeah. Well. I don't live in LA, so I'm probably not going to go. I mean, you were invited, though. It's rude for you not to go. It's alright. Anyway, yes, Mole Man. Yeah. Red Ghost dating. Got it. They teamed up, and but they were both defeated by the Avengers, basically. So the Avengers were just like, stop it. And then they stopped. Um, then uh, he recovered. He somehow recovered his simians. And then they went to attack the... Fantastic Four on the day of Reed Richards' wedding to his uh, to his partner Sue Storm. Him and his uh, apes were teleported to an unknown location uh, by the Watchers' machines, and they were impounded again by the Soviet Soviet government. Sure. But then, guess what? He escaped because um, Natch. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get Red Ghost down. No, I'm not gonna get him down. He'll walk through those walls and his eight and his orangutan, who is Magneto, will yep. do things. <laughs> and his baboon will turn into a thing. But like he escaped, but it, but then he was informed wrongly. That his apes were killed. They weren't. One of the effects of him uh, going through the Watcher's um, machines multiple times was his abilities were fading. So he wanted to restore them. So he so he forced a former Soviet uh, agent, the Unicorn, my second favorite Soviet <laughs> supervillain. 
<laughs> to help him still a cosmic ray intensifier created by Iron Man. And uh, he used the machine on himself, but instead of becoming intangible at will, he could become a mist-like form. So he used the, uh, he also used the uh, machine to mutate two apes, Alpha and Beta. But Beta developed not only psionic abilities, but human-level intelligence and turned against Kragoff. Great. So it's just like, hey, you just made a gorilla garad, idiot. Yep. The Red Ghost then formed a uh, alliance with the undersea warlord Atuma, but then they were defeated by the defenders. So somehow he discovered his original super uh, super apes were or super simians, I should say. They're not super apes; they're super simians. Yep. Yeah. So there's a they, variety. Yeah. Yeah, there's a variety. Who are still alive, and he recovered them. He experimented to attempt to create his own superhuman abilities. But caused himself unable to uh, leave his state of intangibility. Um, he had his super uh, super simians kidnap uh, Iron Man or or Tony Stark because he, he wasn't public at this time. I see. Yeah. Uh, and force him to build a cosmotronic cannon to return him to tangible state. He became intangible. Uh, but whenever that happened, he became even more intangible, and his atoms began to disperse. But his consciousness managed to keep a like force forces uh, atoms to remain together, and so he just just remained in an intangible state again. So instead of becoming a um, so he could turn into a mist beforehand. Mm-hmm. But so he lost his original power to basically be the a ghost, like walk through stuff. So, uh, whenever he tried to enhance it, he could become a mist. Uh, now, he's always intangible. He's basically just a mind floating around with a bunch of him-shaped particles. Yeah, that's much more like a ghost than perhaps he was even before. Months later, Mr. Fantastic needed a little bit of a that cosmic ray cosmic ray juice. Cosmic juice, yeah. Yeah, so he went to, so he went to space for that um but uh, but little little did richard know kragoff still intangible boarded the ship and it and then uh you know you know like sometimes you know older men they uh they lose the ability to do things but um Jesus. But, you know they got what they needed out of this because mr fantastic still stretchy kragoff could uh could become tangible or intangible at will, and he also gained the powers to make other objects in his vicinity in his vicinity intangible. Ooh. Yeah, so he not only got a uh, he not only got a pick me up, but he got an upgrade. And I have a feeling that's where the um, picture that I showed you before with Mister Fantastic oh, sure. wrapping around him was from. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. He also fought with uh, Spider-Man once. So, that's the rest of it. But yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, he's great. He's tops. He's like super good. I like him. He's <laughs> he also- very good is the thing. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> the thing is, he's very good. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> so we're concluding this. Uh, so we're concluding his history. So let's go into the reason why you'd want to date this uh, Soviet Soviet daddy right yep. here. Um, he is five eleven. Does not look it. He looks yeah, like he's lie. way shorter. That's a lie. He's not five eleven. Um, he weighs two hundred fifteen pounds. Also feels like a lie. Yeah. Uh, he has brown eyes and uh, white hair, but it's in the form of a skullet. Yep. And if you don't know what a skullet is, it's when when you're bald up front and, and party, party in the in back. The back. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he possesses the ability to turn intangible at will. Let's see if it tells me anything. No. Oh, yeah, when he's intangible, he can go without eating or breathing for an extended amount of time. So he actually has better intangibility than Kitty Pride. Hmm. Because Kitty Pride has to hurt her or hold her breath. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, he actually has better intangibility than uh, Kitty Pride, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Before he could turn officially turn things mm -hmm. into intangible anyway um other things besides himself mm -hmm. uh he could make his clothes intangible oh no now he can just do it like already i mean he could just yeah. do it to whatever yeah but i'm gonna no prize this real okay. quick so just like the fantastic four well actually you know what no I think this was actually retcon because their 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 Fantastic Four uh, suits are made out of uh, intage, uh, made of unstable molecules. Oh, yeah, which are which are unstable molecules, which somehow just makes really good superhuman suits. Yeah, because they're so unstable. Yeah, they they mesh well with whoever wears it wears it, but um. But I'm going to no-prize this by saying the suit that what he was wearing when he gained his powers is tied to his powers? Mm. It did, didn't sound good coming out of my <laughs> mouth. You, got a, you just got to pretty up. So when the cosmic rays interacted with his DNA... Some of, oh, some of the rays... Shutted themselves off into the clothes. Yeah, the the gamma particles um, destabilized the molecular structure of the suit and his skin, and uh, it was a there was a cosmic merging. reconfiguration with the proton nucleotides that uh, spliced chroniton. Inverted okay, okay, I'm gonna stop drive. you. I'm gonna stop you. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I, I'm so okay. So I have this. Okay, so whenever he, whenever he went through the Van Allen belt with that unusually high radiation, mm -hmm. some of his molecules that were being interacted with switched places with the clothes. Horrifying, but all right. Horrifying, yes. And the reason why he's able to turn his clothes intangible before he was able to do it, you know, psionically, mm -hmm. was because his because his own parts of his like micro sorry microscopic parts of his body were part of his clothes as well. Gross. 
Gross. Very gross. Only way I could think it, though. Only way I could say. Because somehow he was able to do it. Now he yeah. does. Now, now he is able if to. If Marvel weren't cowards, they'd retcon it so that he just couldn't. He was just naked all the time. He was just super naked all the time. Oh, oh, there's a uh, My Hero uh, Academia character. Yeah, who is just naked all the time. No, no, well, no, he, 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 can, go, he can go intangible. Oh. But his suit, unless he's concentrating real bad, his suit will fall off. I thought you were talking about the girl who is just naked all the time. Oh, no, no. I'm talking about a completely different person. Great. Yeah. It's a little bit later. Gotcha. Like, I think it's going to be next season. I read the manga because I'm a, cause I'm a pleb. Yep. <laughs> By pleb, I mean a, uh, not one of them uh, weeaboo trash that only watch <laughs> anime, popular anime. <laughs> No, I'm I'm a connoisseur. I'm a otaku. <laughs> I'm actually no. I I I despise weebs, but My Hero Academy is pretty good. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, what do you think about um, Red Ghost? Give him three indescribable super apes out of three indescribable super apes. Yep, he's uh, top of the top. Now, now all we have to do is wait for the use to talk about my other favorite super super uh, super villain. Yeah, what's your plugs? All right. Well, I run two podcasts, the first of which is called Audiomorphs, which can be found at audiomorphs.podbean.com or by searching Audiomorphs wherever you would search for podcasts. This is a podcast where I take the young adult fiction uh, series Animorphs and I read it out loud into a microphone, all of it. So there's that. (laughs) Yep. Uh, and my second one is called OK Crusader, found at shoutengine.com slash OK Crusader. Shoutengine.com slash OK Crusader or wherever, but just by searching OK Crusader here and there. And this is one where I get some guests on, like Jesse, and I pull some random pages from the unofficial Marvel fan wiki, and we discuss those characters and how dateable we find them. Okay. And uh, my name is Jesse. I have a podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids. Um, they are... I like the episodes a lot. You should listen to them. If you'd uh, like to see the pictures of the people we're talking about, including this very sexy Ivan Kragoff with his skullet, uh, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter or the HodgePod group in, on Facebook. The links are in the description as well as a link to my Patreon, which is where you can give me some money if you'd like to help me out a little bit. And also, if I get enough money to cover the hosting costs, I will uh, do an extra episode a week where I talk about the pets of the Marvel Universe. Um, Besides that, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. And may Madcap show you how truly mean life is. Goodbye. Bye.